Welcome to episode number 92 of The Space in Between. And we have a special episode for you today with Marie, who is all the way on the other side of the world in Bali. And we'll get to sit with Marie in a moment. She's She is our healer of the week, who is part of our newest offering for you all, our Circle for Healers, where we each... We each week we celebrate us another healer and offer that to you through this podcast. So you get to know about new tools that you can dive into for your own exploration of um, enlightenment, of healing, and or just having a good time learning more about yourself. So this week Marie will be talking about the Akashic Records. And we'll sit with her in just a moment, but we do have a couple of wonderful things happening at Nomadland that I would love for you to be a part of. One being that our Who Are We Becoming, our healing journey. This is, again, another offering, the second time we're offering this. And it's for anybody who's out there who's feeling a bit stuck in your life, feeling like maybe you're overcoming some obstacles or and or maybe healing some some past trauma. Uh, what I do is we work together one on one a couple of times throughout the six week series where we unpl- we unpack your story and then we bolster you with new healthy resources, somatic practices that will help you feel safe in your world and your in your body, and really empower you to step forward into your story and create the life that you want. And then what we do as a group together each week is we come together with a, as a group and we celebrate each person's story through story, through movement practice. And it's such a great time. It ends up being kind of this beautiful celebratory party, dance party. It's, it's really a unique experience, I have to say myself. <laughs> uh, you can listen to Jonathan and Leah. They shared a bit about their experience in previous episodes a few weeks ago. And uh, yeah, we're doing it again. So you can have your own experience. You can find out more at nomadalwaysathome.com or my personal website, phoebeleona.com. And the other offering we have happening at the end of this month, too, is my Movement 109 Facilitator Training Level 1. And so this is for anyone who is a yoga teacher, a body worker, a breath work facilitator, a healer, a therapist, a wellness life coach, anyone out there who wants to help people and you're looking for a new tool for your toolbox to help others. This is the training for you. This is my specially designed movement practice where we get people into their bodies in the parasympathetic nervous system, that rest and digest system where we recover and feel that we can feel safe again in the body. And that from that place, we look at the different patterns that we hold in our body, both physical and energetic patterns. And then we learn on how to, we can release them and celebrate them and create a space for something new to begin. So if you that you're curious about that, come join us. We're starting our facilitator training at the end of this month, level one, and then we'll go right into level two, which is more of the ceremony and the dance part of the practice. You can find out more about both of those, again, at nomadalwaysathome.com or my website, phoebeleona.com. All of those will lead you to the programs. So let's go ahead now and sit with Marie and see what she has to share with us today. Okay, I'm here with Marie in Bali. Well, I'm in the United States and you're in Bali. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you, Phoebe, for having me. I'm so excited, really. (laughs) I'm just so excited to have you. Yes, I wish that I was there in Bali with you. We met back in March. Uh, when I was there leading my my second retreat there in Bali, and I got to have the privilege to do the sound experience with you and your husband Martin, and we we created a bond. And you came right when I came back. We hosted the global festival for Nomad, and you both were participants. And and yeah, I've done several readings with you, the Kashik Records, which we'll talk about today. So I feel like we've become family, even though you're on the other side of the world. That's so true. 
<laughs> I mean the same. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've seen you and connected with you more than some people that I've been with in, you know, in this area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so yeah, so we know that you're, you're in Bali. What are, what are you doing there? If you want to share a little bit about yeah. your story. So my husband, Martin, and I moved to Bali actually exactly one year ago, <laughs> September last year. And um, we are both from Austria. And how we came to Bali is, uh, I think it's, I need to tell a little background story why we ended up in Bali. Okay. So after uh, I finished my master's degree in Austria, I always had the feeling that I want to travel the world. I just want to experience freedom and um, getting to know, like diving into different cultures. And luckily, my husband had the same feeling. So we uh, got near it. Um, and then we sold everything. Uh, like we had a flat in uh, close to Vienna and two cars. And like what we still have, we put it into my parents house and then we started um, traveling for uh, two years okay and yeah well um, we tried to stay as long as possible in countries that we picked like really using the whole visa range basically mm -hmm. and still somehow we kept coming back to Bali <laughs> that was, it was like a magnet for us <laughs> <laughs> and then um one and a half years ago yeah um we came again back to bali and went back to pyramids of chi because we love pyramids of chi and we bumped into the, the owners of pyramids of chi which are, which is a sound healing center mm -hmm. in ubud and they told us like because we already knew them from all the uh, other meetings and they told us they are building a third pyramid where they just, um, yeah, where they want to offer something with yoga and something um, like in a unique way, which you can't find in Ubud yet. And like for us, suddenly something like hit us and told us like, you need to tell them your concept, right? So, and we had a concept in mind for already for some years where we uh, wanted to combine um, life, um, music or or like yeah like sound healing with yoga and then also it came to us like why not including the akashic records to make it like really um unique a, a unique experience for for everyone and i think we're going to talk about what the akashic records are in a second yeah. um but to to finish up the story so we presented the owners of pyramids our concept and they loved it and they were like okay when can you start working and we were like wow that was fast <laughs> so yeah we um we had actually different plans our plan was to go to um, south america and to spend some time there um but yeah it came differently so we went back to austria we closed our um we also had uh, two companies so we closed our companies um we how do you say like um uh <laughs> i don't know the, the word in english like we officially left austria basically yeah. like we of course we're still austrian citizenships but we are not um officially living there anymore yeah and yeah then we uh we moved i uh, know we moved to bali but before that we went to los angeles to california for a couple of weeks Okay. Uh, also did some some other trainings there and then yeah we came here and started working at Pyramids of Chi and in the meantime um, everything looks different right now because of corona <laughs> yeah. and um, uh, yeah Pyramids of Chi is uh, it was closed for a couple months and then they reopened just for the weekend but just for limited hours and we are not back yet okay and so yeah we'll see we'll, we are focusing on on uh, our like teachings on online and and doing readings online and having sessions in our house so yeah 
Wow. Yeah. I love it. I have so many questions. So you decided this was probably three years ago. You both said, okay, I'm going to pack up all my stuff, travel the world. Uh, and you, you had some sort of plan it sounded like. So where did you travel? Where did you travel to besides Bali? I'm curious. Um, yeah, because you mentioned we had some sort of plan. We did actually, we didn't have a plan. Oh, you didn't have a plan at all. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like you had these places that no. then kept calling you. Oh, I love it. So um, literally no. Just, just feeling where, like what's next? Where do we go next? And I, and it's actually funny because we knew like in December, um, 2017, we want to start traveling and I think we we booked a flight to to Mauritius like one week before we actually wanted to go so we knew we want to go but we didn't know like where do we want to start and yeah we somehow started in Mauritius um, and a beautiful tropical island in the uh, Indian Ocean um, because um, we have a friend there and she's a wedding planner and um, I'm a, my background is because I studied media and communication so uh, my background is uh, photography and, and graphic design and when she's, she, she mentioned like wedding planner and everything um, and that she's always also looking for wedding photographers um, that was actually one of the main reasons like we said okay let's go there there are so many weddings and let's just uh, earn some money um by yeah shooting weddings and um martin is anyway we was anyway always working while we were traveling so it was never like a vacation for us yeah software developer so he has uh, many different projects um and that was also helping us to keep exploring and and so um that we're not running out of money (laughs) that's good (laughs) um yeah, then so it was Mauritius, and then uh, one of our favorite destinations ever um, was La Reunion. Or La, I think in, in English say you say um, Reunion Island. Have you heard of no. Reunion Island? No. It's, it's close to Mauritius, but actually it's um, east of Madagascar, okay. so also in the, in the Indian Ocean. And it's so funny, it's, um, it's even though it's so far from the European Union, it still belongs to the European Union because it's a part of France, so they speak French there. Yeah. And it's just a, an island full of volcanoes and mountains and nature and jungle. And because we both love hiking so much, we, we were so drawn to this island. And we, I think we went hiking there every day. I love it. <laughs> and it looks like, like, a, like a fairy um wonderland it was just that was definitely one of my favorite destinations um okay but to keep going so then um we went to went went back to europe and like um uh, took a car and went to croatia and slovenia bosnia montenegro um serbia and then back to austria and then let me think from there from yeah from austria we flew to thailand okay and i did my yoga teacher training in thailand uh, on the island of uh, kopangan and then from yeah thailand we flew to bali then then back home to austria then to new zealand <laughs> so we spent <laughs> some months in new zealand from New Zealand, we flew to Fiji and also some months on Fiji, then to Australia, then back home to Austria because, oh, because we had like business appointments. So we, so sometimes we had to go back to Austria yeah. and then from, and then to Sweden and Germany and then to California and then we moved to Bali. So it was like, uh, all over. Yeah, all over. I love it. So you, it sounded like you went to Bali and then you went to Bali a second time and that's when you stayed. Exactly. And then love not it. a third. Wait, let me think. No, the, the third time. So we were in Bali. Then I, then I missed maybe one Bali. Okay. Yeah, I missed one Bali. But two times before, I fell in love with it. And the third time we moved here. You just moved. Yeah. I love it. 
That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this whole time that you were traveling, and that was a lot of traveling too, but you said that you stayed as long as you could um, for each, mm. each place uh, that you felt called to. Um, but you, you were working this whole, these, the whole time. You're both able to work during that whole time. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just really important for us to also like stay grounded. If you're just like traveling around and, and staying a couple nights there and a couple nights yeah. there, um, it, it might feel like really ungrounded and uncomfortable. But yeah. we, because we, we rented a flat or an apartment for, I don't know, like one month, then we, we, um, we saw the, the surroundings there and also kept working on our projects and like did more like little trips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that really helped us to find like stability. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, within all of the, the movement. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, for me, it's anyway interesting. Wherever I go, I feel instantly home. Mm-hmm. Like my... My home home is still Austria, mm. but I feel like comfortable and, and welcomed um, no matter where I go, like really instantly. Yeah. And yeah, you, I, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's it. And that's a gift too. Um, I don't know if you realize that, but that is a gift. Do you have any um, idea of why that is for you that you can go anywhere and feel at home? you um my brother once said something very beautiful why that is let me think how he phrased it um i think he said like marie you have such deep roots Mm. um so you can basically go anywhere and it won't um um distract you or how do you because i think the underlying um, theme here is because I I grew up so like with such a loving family and and um, yeah loving parents always supporting me and and always um, expressing this unconditional love to me and also a close relationship with my brother and like close to nature and and just very I always felt very safe and I didn't know mm. what it means to be uh i don't know um hurt or um yeah for 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 a long time yeah which which is um i'm really grateful for this upbringing this this gave me this stability and this trust it's it's really a trust in life yeah because of those uh, of, of this beautiful bond that yeah, I have to my parents and to my brother. Yeah, that, Maybe that's that why. Such, <laughs> yeah, no, that is. It's such a gift. That's such a gift. So that mm. you had such a, you had trust instilled within you, and so that yeah. you you can trust wherever you're going that you're going to be in the safest place possible. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. And did you feel had you had traveled a lot prior to this, maybe alone or um, without Martin yes. before? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, I lived in, um, so after I finished like high school, I think we call it in the US. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I moved to Texas, to um, uh, Dallas for a few months and, oh, wow. and worked there. Yeah. So random. And then, I know. <laughs> but I had an opportunity there as a, in an office to work there and to, um, yeah, gather experience from what I've learned at school. And then I moved to Vancouver, to Canada, and I, uh, I studied photography there and graphic design and also, of course, English um, because coming out of school and not really, like, in, at school you don't really get the opportunity to, to speak English yeah. <laughs> in, in a, like, like we do now in, a, in everyday life. So that was also a prior, priority for me. And then, um, yeah, I just, so I did this on my own when, own when I was uh, 19. And I just, I fell in love with this uncertainty of just moving somewhere mm-hmm. and trusting that I'm held there. And 
I instantly connected with people and um, yeah, the, the school was beautiful like in, in, in Canada and also I, I worked there also as a, as a designer for a few months and it was just overall such a beautiful experience and I think because I had this beautiful experience in my teens, something kept calling me to like go travel the world. Yes. So then in my, uh, when, I, when I was studying at university, I always had the feeling like I want to study abroad also for a couple months or one semester. So I went to um, Paris and studied in Paris for half a year. And actually my husband, Martin, we were not married back then, but he came with me because when we started our relationship, that's when I moved to, to Vancouver. So we started with a long distance relationship and he was like, I'm never ever let you go again for <laughs> such a long time. So wherever you want to go, I come with you. So that's why, <laughs> that's why he, he moved to Paris with me. And after Paris, we moved to Prague. I was working in Prague. Okay. And yeah. And somehow this feeling, this, this, this loving to live in different countries and connecting yeah. with people was so strong that I was like, okay, after my master's degree, I really just want to sell everything and I want to I wanna connect. Yeah. So, and now you're making your home in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is, you've been here for a year, like you said, uh, for a yeah. year. So is this the longest stretch you've been somewhere for... Yeah. At least two yeah. years, it sounds like, if not uh, in, in total, it will be three years then, if we really stay um, for the period of visa that we have. But yeah, yeah it's, it's the longest because in, in Vancouver, uh, it, was, um, it was seven or eight months, which was the longest before that. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> wonderful. I love it. So making a little home there, a little nest in Bali. Yeah, and I don't know. I remember the first session that I had with you when I was in Bali, and I can't remember if it was something that I read or if you both shared it. But there was something about the two of you, you and Martin, meeting a long time ago, mm-hmm. and you had this sense that he was your person. Yes. Can you speak to that a little? Yeah, bit? I it just sounds like a beautiful story. story. Yeah, I love. I love telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how we met is um, Martin and my dad, they used to work at the same uh, software company. So okay. Martin, in the meantime, um, is, is self-employed, so he's not working there anymore, but my dad is still there. And Martin was riding like motorbikes together with his boss, also the boss of this company. And it was somewhere in summertime, and they they drove in the Viennese woods to Martin always says like they don't know he doesn't know where they went they just went somewhere in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and suddenly they ended up at um at the parking space or like the the boss of him was like leading and and he obviously was knowing where they're going but Martin did not know and then so the parking 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 space and then Martin realized oh that um that's like uh, christoph's place like my, my dad's place from okay. like because they, they were colleagues so they know each and they knew each other and yeah for me like from my perspective me and my parents and my brother we had dinner outside in the garden and i suddenly heard two motorbikes coming which is really rare because in the village i grew up i think we are to six zero inhabitants which is like really small oh, yeah. so it's close to Vienna just like half an hour from Vienna but so small so it's so rare to have motorbikes <laughs> in our street <laughs> um, yeah so I, I was curious I went towards the parking space and I recognized the boss of my dad and then I saw like this other um, man and he uh, so this other man like he took off his helmet and I looked him into the eyes and uh, wow, it was like something hitting me and it was an instant knowing that's your husband. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I was 14 back then and he was 22. 
Oh, wow. So it's such a, like, um, yeah, eight years in, in like, uh, gap between the two of us. But um, I just knew this is my husband. And mm. I, I, even though I had other boyfriends in between, um, because, yeah, still too young for, for a relationship. But yes. then they <laughs> I always knew, like all the other boyfriends, they are just temporary. Mm. And uh, I will um, be with Martin whenever the time is right. And yeah, so I, I got older, I got like more mature, and um, we kept bu- bumping into each other through like the company events and okay. when my dad like took all his family with him. So I like from time to time I saw Martin. And I always had like this beautiful feeling inside of me, like, ah, yeah, just this knowing. Yeah. And yeah, um, we met again when when it kind of clicked shortly before I I went to Texas and to to Canada um, because I was working at the company for a couple months, and he was also still working there, and that's when we basically saw each other again when I was old enough. Okay. And then the whole thing started. <laughs> wow. And, had, yeah. and on his side of things, what did he, what was his, <laughs> what was his feeling? I mean, he, did he look at this 14 year old and go, yes, that's my wife. No, unfortunately. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> um, he said, he just, yeah, he, he recognized a young little uh, beautiful girl but not thinking of anything else than that. Yeah. And then over the years when we kept seeing each other at, at events, he was like, wow, that's, that's a beautiful girl. And um, he, yeah, that I think but these were his only thoughts. And then we, when we saw each other again and talked for so long when I was already like old enough, yeah. then, he, then he also felt like, okay, there's something really special that is, that we should not, um, or that we that we should focus on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! And you just yeah. you are so adorable. You can just see the love, um, <laughs> feel it when you enter that space. When I went to the pyramids of Chi, that Aww. yeah, you mentioned the offering of the um, the Akashic records and the sound healing that I got to participate in. Yeah. yeah. I could, tell you too we're both special and you know individually but together Mm. yeah yeah so here you are you have your husband and you're in Bali and you have this life and this beautiful offering and um yeah so do you want to share a little bit about what it is like how did you first of all what what is the Akashic Records yeah how did you find your way to it I'm curious yeah Okay, so let's start with what the Akashic Records are. So the Akashic Records is, um, like, to to keep it in one sentence, it's it's the memory of the universe where all the information and knowledge um, that ever happened in the universe and that will happen is stored. So it's really a a field of, of energy where everything is, stored and it basically akasha means basis and essence of all things mm. so it's really it's this field where everything um is manifesting from basically okay and when connecting to this field of the akashic records i can either connect to my own akashic records and connect to my own um higher self or to my spirit guide or what I what I do for my clients, I connect to their, like in, in because we also had a reading. I was connecting yeah. to your uh, akashic records, and yeah, um, then I'm just basically it's like channeling, um, channeling from from the spirit, whatever needs to come through me to you. But um, it's important to have specific questions. Because the more specific the question, the more the spirit doesn't know like what you wanna know, and 
how it works is with my clients, um, I just have them ask me questions and I speak them out loud to the spirits. And then I, I wait for a few moments until I receive an answer. And I mostly receive um, as images or as a simple knowing or also um, feeling. And then I'm describing everything that I'm receiving. And this is basically there to give you a different perspective on your life because often we are so stuck in our subjective view and we, we can't see like the bigger picture, but with the Akashic Records you can step outside of the subjective view and, and switch into like an objective view on your life. And from this view, you can see how everything is connected and how everything makes sense and like why you're experiencing this or that. And um, it's also possible to, to release patterns that you, um, have or that you may be carrying since lifetimes if you want to call it like this or um, from your ancestors so it's possible to also cut these cords in the Akashic Records so you are able to move on freely and to really um, do your own thing and walk your own path without like all these distractions and energies around you that are, might that might um, still hold you back yeah so yeah and how i came in touch with the akashic records is it actually started when i was quite young i um i i like i felt something on my body and i, I heard messages um and i always had the feeling there's something more around me which i couldn't describe what it was but it was mostly yeah very loving and and guiding me and I kept telling my parents about it. And I remember they didn't really know like what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but they didn't know either. You just had this feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they were always encouraging me to, to keep, keep exploring and not closing myself up from uh, oh. yeah, closing myself. So I kept exploring and I kept like, I let, uh, let it happen, whatever I felt or received. Um, but then at some point, like when school started and like all the society pressure, um, I had the feeling I lost it for, for a few years because mm -hmm. it was also not appreciated by, by society. And then I just came back to, to all these um, feelings um, like, six or seven years ago. So it was Martin and I, we have been living together um, like for nine years now. And it was still at the beginning of our relationship that um, it kept coming back up. And I told him about my experiences and what I'm hearing and what I'm receiving. And he had similar experiences. Oh, and wow. yeah, so we knew, okay, there must be something which is not like, we are not crazy, but there must be really something that we are perceiving because we are so sensitive. And, and then there was one point where <laughs> I, think, I remember it was funny. Martin was standing in the shower and suddenly he had this, this insight because when, always when he's connected to water, he gets a lot of downloads. Okay. And so, um, yeah, there was in the shower and he was like, baby, I just saw like there's a library where everything is stored and they're like books and we can just take these books and, and um, ret uh, retrieve information from there. And, and I think like that's it, what we are always experiencing. So he, he talked about the library and I looked and I was like, what, the library? Where, what are you talking about? It was, uh, I, yeah, it was still a very new concept to me. But then we went to um, an, an energy worker in, in Vienna and, we love her which is whenever we're in Austria we go to her because she's so powerful uh, with her um, healing work and she mentioned to yeah I think she mentioned to me like yeah Marie you know there's this library it's called the Akashic Records oh, and wow. have the feeling that you have a connection to that and you should work with that Wow. And that was like, wow, okay, now it all makes sense. And wow. also for, for Martin, it, um, it was also the first time that he heard this term Akashic Records, but yeah. it was exactly what he felt like was there. Yeah. 
and yeah that's when um she actually encouraged me to 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 dive more into that and to okay. keep exploring what i'm what i'm perceiving and then i did my training my um, certification and yeah it was this was magical because where a group of i think 10 women okay. it's a shame that it's mostly women but it, it also of course works for men the same way <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah we all we didn't know each other this group was just random and it was mind-blowing of what we how we could support each other and and help each other with information that we were receiving for like strangers and yeah. yeah that's that's when I really knew okay this is really working this is not just something that we all of us make up yeah and that's so yeah. beautiful so you so to go back to when you were a child and you were feeling you had this feeling you said um and you said there was something on your body can you do you, can you explain more of what you were saying about that yeah um so i remember one particular event which um which was a little scary but i still felt safe but it was still okay i'm just going to tell you so i was i was lying in bed and um it was in the morning and I think I I let one of my legs like how do you say like drop out of the bed or like okay. yeah like hanging you know out what I mean? yeah hanging out yeah thank you and I was just like waking up and, and relaxing and suddenly I felt someone like grabbing my ankle and holding my ankle okay and and then but then releasing again and I instantly had the feeling or the knowing that this was my grandpa who passed away back then um, a few weeks ago. So uh, he, I felt like his energy was still around. Okay. And, um, and yeah, I just knew like it was my grandpa somehow. I don't know exactly what he wanted to tell me, but I, I felt someone really grabbing me. Yeah. Um, and then I also heard some, some like footsteps in my room and there was nobody else around so it was just me so that was maybe a little scary to get in touch with um people who passed away but but not really in a scary way still in a in a loving and safe way if i don't know if this makes sense yeah it's startling maybe startling like not scary yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yes that's the right word yeah yeah and, and so, and then I, I, I kept sorry. getting like, yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask you. Um, I was just saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. So, um, and then it started to develop that, like, my body started to move without me doing it. It, it was like an, an energy is moving me. And especially. Um, with my arms so when I when I um, yeah was um, in, in a meditative state uh, it happened that my arms started to move slowly move like from my lap up um, slowly slowly like above my head and then above my head my hands were like in namaste basically and then the hands went from from above the head to the third eye and then to the mouth and then to the heart and then back into my lap and I always felt like this energy around me like it, it feels like a like a spider web but not also not scary it's just like a gentle um, yeah. touch on, on my skin and that is when I realized okay there's energy around me that I can actually feel so I feel the energy on my arms especially on my arms and um, that was before I, I connected to the Akashic like before my training but I already knew there's more to it. And now I know like why this is happening because whenever I connect to the Akashic Records and I, and I move my arms, it's my sign that I'm connected now to the Akashic Records and not, I'm not um, in my head anymore or in my mind, but the information that comes through is actually um, pure. Okay. And 
So whenever I'm in the Akashic Records, I like I do a little test, like, okay, can I feel the energy in my hand, on my arm? Okay, I can feel it. Okay, perfect. So I can continue. And then I also started to actually see energy, um, which was also part of the process of diving more into this. Um, so whenever I connect to the Akashic Records and I, I, so I have my eyes closed when I connect and, and then I open them up again, um, it looks like the pranic body around people and around objects, around plants. And it's like a, a glimmering, shining web that is a little bit like moving, like like little dots that are moving. Mm -hmm. And sometimes this this whole web or net gets so strong that I almost see just white silver dots anymore. But then if I focus again on an object, then I can like properly see again and see the pranic body. But often when I work in the Kashik records, it's just all flowing into each other so my perception definitely changes yeah yeah that's cool. so beautiful i'm curious to know because you said you i mean it sounds like martin has had these experiences too and you were in a group so you've talked to other facilitators do they have the same kind of sensation of their arms like you said or or the same visions or is it individual mm, that's a, that's an interesting question um, it is so individual and that's what I'm also seeing now with um, teaching how like how people can enter their Akashic records yeah. because um, after like after like at the end of the course I have one-on-one -on -one sessions with all the participants to go into the Akashic records with them together and um, yeah just see what messages we receive together for for him or her and there I really realized like, yeah, it's so different for everyone because like for me, I'm, I'm very visual. I see like all these images and then others, they just, they just feel and they, they go like they express feelings and, and others, they just hear something. Mm -hmm. um, or for others, it's, it's, it's a knowing. Um, just like, yeah, just information flows through them and they're just passing on whatever comes through them um others taste something or smell something so it's it's so individual and um, we all have different clear abilities that are like there's mostly one or two clear ability that is heightened or like stronger than the others but um for some like we have all of them there are depending on um which system you you go after six or or eight clear abilities and um, for me, I realized that I'm going more and more into, into all the six. Like I have, I have still three that are very strong for me, but I also, I started to taste something or to smell something, which is not as often, but it's sometimes there. Yeah. And also the sign that someone is connected to the Akashic Records is also very individual like for me i told you i have to i feel the energy on my skin and I, I see the energy when i open my eyes but for others it's more like tingling sensations in the hands or tingling sensations on the head mm -hmm. or colors or um they hear like certain sounds like wee 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 or something like that yeah, i've heard <laughs> the, the high-pitched sounds yeah ah, like when, yeah yeah when i meditate when, sometimes Ah, so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Ah. That is interesting. So we all get different signs of of what it feels like to be connected. Yeah. And and I think that it was interesting what you said earlier too about how you had these feelings before, but you didn't have words for them necessarily. And then something turned it off. You said society. And then and then for some reason you you were able to tap back into them and i think that that happens for a lot of us don't you that you know as children we do feel that we are born with this connection and then there is this sort of forgetting and and then maybe possibly remembering exactly and i really believe strongly that we are all born with this connection and we are all so sensitive when we are kids and um, we just need to 
to watch one like a child and you see that they see something that we as adults can't mm -hmm. see so yeah i i wish that we could we could um keep these abilities but yeah somehow through society through schools it's not welcomed or they yeah. don't um harness it um yeah but i think we're on a on a good way to to claim back our powers so really empowering ourselves and and realizing that we are the creators of our own lives and it's not some something or someone else in the outside but just you yourself and i think more and more people are realizing that i think so too and you're now empowering people by teaching them these tools again so yes. I did the little, the first intro session with you and yes. Martin. Yeah, back, was that in April or May? May or Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, that was a really beautiful experience. And I definitely want to dive in deeper when the time is right for me. But can you speak a little yeah. bit about, you said that you're running this course now. Can you speak about, um, you know, what that experience is for yourself and for the, the person who's taking the course? Yes. So I started with um, teaching level one. So we split it into level one, two, and three. And just uh, shortly, um, one is to, to read for yourself. Level two is to mostly how to read for others. And level three goes more into all these healing techniques um, okay. for yourself and others. Um, and yeah, level one, I started doing it online because in Bali there are still people, but not as many like to that it's worth it to to make it in person. Yeah. And I in the beginning I was a little skeptical, like will this? I mean, I know it works via Zoom because I do most of my readings via Zoom, but still uh, in a group setting, because when I remembered my training, the group was like so close to each other, mm -hmm. and. I didn't know if this was, if this uh, can work via Zoom, but mm -hmm. I'm so happy that it really worked. And even though all these these people they didn't know each other, um, they they are so close now, and they started already to receive messages for the others, even we even though we didn't we did not teach them yet oh, how to read for others, but naturally like, happening. yeah, it just naturally happened. So whenever um, we we had like a sharing after meditations we 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 are guiding them through and then someone shares something and then someone else unmutes herself or himself and like you know i i have a complimentary message for you i also got this and that for you and it's just like wow <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm really Aww. happy that this is turned out so well and the, how we structured it it is i'm teaching together with Martin and a fellow Akashic Records reader, his, his name is Dave, okay. and he's from Canada and also in touch with the Akashic Records for many, many years. So like Dave and I were the, the two main teachers and Martin is um, focusing on, on the science part. Okay, and like, yeah. he's good at that. Yeah, he's, he's very good at that. And yeah, so how we, how we built the whole course is it's, on our um, e-learning platform, which is called Modern Mystics Collective, and it runs over a um, period of one month. So I'm talking about level one right now. And every week, um, one chapter or one section is unlocked, and then you have one week um, on your own to, to study the theory and to also go through the exercises on your own and just experiment with that. And we also have some audio um, files and meditations that help you to, to practice. And then every weekend we have a live Zoom call where we go through the highlights of the theory again, answer questions, and then um, lead them through the meditations and the exercises and always have sharing time because that's, when, that's like the most amazing um, time when, when, when the participants start sharing what they receive. Yeah. And yeah, that's every weekend, as I said, and at the end of the course, we offer these one-on-one um, -on -one sessions, which are so beautiful. I'm, I'm doing them right now um, with the participants because I, I can really see how everyone is so unique in receiving their messages, but 
bottom line, it's all it's like all the same information. Like even though um, someone feels more and the other sees more, but whatever, like the message is still the same. Okay. And it's just so so beautiful to see that it simply works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And what who like who, you don't have to tell me specifically these people, but who was being drawn drawn to taking these courses with you? Um, it's mostly people that are in an awakening process, um, okay. where they already feel okay. There's more. There's more, and there is more than our five senses, um, and they have made some experiences of like this world beyond and who are just really open ready to to dive more into it yeah so yeah beautiful yeah yeah and where are they the the this group that you're working with now are they all around the the world or yeah, all around the world love it yeah yeah that's beautiful so you yeah. said this level one course that's really about how to get into your own records and when you, when, yeah, when you sit with uh, a one-on-one -on -one session, like you're referring to, that's what you do. You ask for a full name. Is there something else that you ask? It's for... No, I just yeah. need the full name, including middle names. Right. That, that's the only, that's like the, the key to enter someone else's Akashic Records, of course. I need the permission. I would never do it without permission, but yeah. just the name, so no birth date or birth, whatever. Yeah. And so, and then you, and so that's what the level one is really for, but for yourself. And then it yeah. sounds like level two is what you do with a, with a client. Exactly. Going exactly. into theirs, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and we did a little bit of that in the intro session that we, we entered into, what did you call it? The, not the library, but the, like the waiting room. Uh, yeah <laughs> we call it the akashic space so it's akashic space. it's yeah it's um not yet the akashic records but of course it's connected the akashic space is the home of your soul um so in the intro course we just experience where your home where your soul feels home mm -hmm. and um you can yeah just integrate all this information into your everyday life to really make yourself feel comfortable and you know like okay this is what i need to fulfill my purpose yeah. and then in level one we really dive into the akashic records but um we start with the intercourse because i mean it's not mandatory to do the intercourse before the level one but for some it might be i don't want to say overwhelming but if you write, if you start right away with with um, the Akashic records, um, it, for some it can be a lot of information that just comes to them. Yes. So with the Akashic space, it's it's a very safe space and it's it's like less overwhelming basically. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah. I don't know what the level one is, but I will someday. Yeah. But yeah, the that that intercourse was really was really lovely. Yeah, the experience to enter the space, as you said. Yeah, space. Oh, wonderful! So you're going to be doing this again, I I think, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm already so looking forward. We plan to run the next level one, um, mid of October. Okay. And it will be scheduled for uh, the US time zone. Good. So yeah, because the the last. The last course was focused for European time uh, on European time zones, mm -hmm. and this will be for the US. Oh, beautiful! So, which is beautiful. I think most of your listeners are in the US, right? So, if someone yeah, we have interested. yeah, 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 we have some European, but yeah, we we have mostly the US, yeah. which is great. Oh, yeah, there will also be a one, of course, for Europe again, but we take turns like one month for Europe, one month for the, for the US. And, and how yeah. is that for you being in Bali? Because we're 12 hours in, in terms of East, <laughs> East Coast where I'm at. I know. I, I, I have to get up really, really early. <laughs> is that how you do? Yeah. You have to adjust yeah. your schedule so you get up at yeah. 5 in the but morning. But I actually <laughs> prefer to get up early than staying up late. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. Yeah. 
it's really with really so many hours time difference it's yeah yeah but that's the way that we that that works for all of us yeah that's good you make it work I know I, I mean when I was in Bali when I met you and everything was starting to shut down I I had mm. that moment of am I staying here because I mm. think the airport shut down a day or two after I left um, really? but I had this moment where you know the place that I was staying they asked if I if I wanted to stay I could and you know, offered it to me and I, I almost stayed, but I, I, that was one of the things was, well, I'm going to have to still work. And I'm not quite sure with yeah. the time if that's going to be possible. And there were other factors too, of wanting to be with my family, but yeah, um, yeah, that was, that was one of the things I was thinking about was yeah. time difference is, is a bit, is, is a bit challenging. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's always manageable. I know. It works. It works. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, well, that's so beautiful. Is there anything else you want to share here today, uh, Marie? Um, no, I think that's it. Maybe just one, one more sentence about that. It's really important for me to empower, um, empower people so that everyone can understand or most of us, we, we know like, deep inside of us that the answers are inside of us but often we try to find the answers in the outside and for me it's just so important that i can help people to understand or yeah to understand how it works to be your own guide and to receive guidance for yourself for any decisions that you have to make in in your life or um anything that you don't understand why it's happening you don't yeah need to go to someone to to receive the answer but you can just answer it for yourself i think that is really empowering yeah what important um, what is important for me yeah we had that conversation via email too because you're this is yeah. part of, you're a part of our healer circle for healers yeah. and you were speaking of the importance of it and i i completely agree with you you know that is yeah. one of my um my missions too is to offer all of these gifts that I have through my teaching, but then also to hold this space for you all um, to, to empower people, to give them these tools for healing and for enlightenment and, and to just explore, you know, the possibilities from within. Um, and it is, it's nice to have somebody to open the door for you, but then ultimately you're the one who's walking through. Um, exactly. Yeah. So thank you for, for doing what you do. And, and thank you so much for helping me. I mean, every, every reading that I've had with you, I think I've done one in Bali and then two, two or three. Yeah. With you. Um, yeah. yeah, I can't, I think it's two, but we also had the course together. So exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of experiences with you, but every time I've had um, really beautiful experiences and, 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 things unfolding afterwards you know you as you you did open the door and gave me images to work with but then i continue to unfold it you know within my own life you know the following days and weeks so thank so you beautiful. for that and thank and you also, so much yeah and thank you for continuing it empowering people with your your course that's coming up again and um yeah, yeah i think it's beautiful what you're doing and um, how can people find you and they want to um, do, are you doing readings at all at, at this point? Or are you just focusing on the course? Yes, I'm, I'm still doing um, readings, like, yeah, private readings. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm quite uh, well booked at the moment, which I'm really, really happy about. <laughs> so it might, might take uh, like two weeks until... Um, someone gets an appointment but I'm still doing it good yeah okay. and course. so and how can they find you for a reading or for the course when you have that announced um I just maybe you can link my website yeah so, so we'll I'll put it in there but we can the website and I also have some information on Instagram okay so yeah that that should be the go-to resource to find okay. all of that Okay, good. Yeah, we'll definitely have Jen putting all of your website information and your handle for Instagram. Perfect. 
Good. Well, yes. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It's, it's such a joy. It's nine o'clock before my bedtime, but you're just starting your day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> thank you. thank so. you for staying up late. Oh, for, yeah. I'm for not going to sleep quite yet, but yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you so much, Marie, and just thank you so doing much. what you're doing. You too. Thank you so much for everything that you offer to humanity. I really appreciate that. And um, yeah, I honor that. So thank you. Thank you. I honor you. Mm.